Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. I guess I never thought about it. I just didn't think that cats or dogs were introverts or extroverts. Zoe here with you on Real FM, and I guess it does make sense. I have met more friendly cats, and I've met more shy cats, likewise with dogs. The reason why I bring it up is because there is a viral video on TikTok that is so funny because it's about what happens when a bunch of introvert dogs get together. And at first I'm like, what? There's no such thing as introvert dogs. Dogs are always friendly and happy and want to play and get to know each other. But no, in this video, there is a large group of dogs that are just standing there, not knowing what to do. And it is hilarious. (laughs) Maybe this is why dogs and humans get along so well. We are all so awkward. Kara, did you uh, did you hear the good news from last Friday? Oh, which good news is that? Well, it was Groundhog Day. Oh yes. And Punxsutawney Phil declared that an early spring Yay! is on tap. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and you know, for once, I almost might believe him. <laughs> Because it's kind of felt like an early spring already. I know, right? The last couple of weeks. Maybe it we got all been. the cold out of the way, that oh, one really cold week. That'd be nice. And now we're good to go? I'd be okay with that. Unfortunately, um, Punxsutawney Phil's record <laughs> isn't very good and doesn't really indicate yeah. that we can have a high degree of confidence in his prediction. That, that is unfortunate. The National Weather Service said that uh, Phil only has a 30% accuracy, rate, accuracy wow. rate over the last 10 years. 30%? Yeah, and 40% overall. That's pretty bad. It's not great. No. I mean, people complain (laughs) about meteorologists and weather predictions and accuracy and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I think even most meteorologists are probably better than 30%, right? I would think so. Um, So if you want to, maybe you could try one of the other winter prediction animals. Did you know that there are lots of other ones around the country? What are these? Yeah, there's uh, in Connecticut, there's Scramble the Duck. (laughs) Uh, New York has Clexitani Henrietta the Chicken. Oh, that's fabulous. Uh, In Oregon, they have Fufu the Hedgehog. Wow. All with better odds, actually, than Punxsutawney Phil. Well, who knew? But then again, um, you could also just flip a coin. I mean. And that would have better accuracy. You are given one job, a very important job, a life-changing, monumental job, and they are counting on you. And you throw all of that aside for a cute animal. Zoe here with you on Real FM, and I would not have been this person, though I can relate to the temptation of wanting to stop everything to look at a cute animal. I understand the temptation is real, but this this gal, Mary, her friend had asked her to take the video, to be the videographer, to capture the moment of when the proposal was going to happen. A young man getting on his knees, asking the love of his life, Will you marry me? And she is supposed to video the whole thing, right? It's going to be a video that they'll play at their wedding and show their kids and grandkids, right? Super important. And Mary, she's videoing it. She's doing her job. And then I guess she must have heard something because the camera turns behind her to a raccoon rummaging around in the background. And by the time the camera comes back to the young man and the young woman, the, the kneel has already happened. They're hugging and kissing and being like, oh my God, yes. Like, the proposal's done. She missed it. Mary missed the moment. And what's funny is in the caption, Mary wrote, missed the whole kneeling part. Don't worry. She wasn't mad. Okay, well, I don't know if I would have been nearly as generous as Mary's friend.
Sometimes technology makes our lives easier, and sometimes it just confuses us. My uh, Fitbit, for example, has been learning about my sleeping habits for ah, a couple of months now. Okay. And it likes to tell me all kinds of insightful things. Uh, like, yeah. they assign you an animal to help sum up your sleep patterns every month. Oh, really? So last month... Know this. Yeah. So last month, I was a bear. Okay. Um, that, does that mean you're sleeping pretty well? I guess. I would, I, that's my interpretation that's of a bear. I, yeah. They hibernate, right? Like, I mean, that's what I thought. They, they said that, I, yeah, you have a fairly consistent bedtime. And You've you been sleeping sleep all winter, Kara. Yeah, like what it's... basically. <laughs> I was like, cool. That, that seems about that right. Out. That seems about right. But this month, I'm a little confused okay. because I got the parrot. Oh. And I was like, what does that even mean? I and mean, under- I, I feel like <laughs> birds are pretty notorious for like talking all night. And, I know. Like, not, yeah, I do talk not- in my sleep quite a bit. Oh. but they don't. I didn't know they recorded that. That's sketchy. You're squawking okay. a lot. In so your sleep. <laughs> it says specifically that parrots have lively attention spans and lively. lots of energy. <laughs> lots that feels of energy. like a very nice way of putting that. I know. Lively attention. I, spans. I was like, I don't know about this Fitbit. <laughs> Where is this boundless energy you speak of? Because yesterday I took a two and a half hour nap so uh, that seems a lot well, more maybe that's why you're tired maybe because you're, you have such a lively attention span oh, at night you know, you're... all throughout the night <laughs> yeah. i'm paying attention to things while right. i should be sleeping you need to get your bear back on i see <laughs> yes <laughs> I had an epiphany this week while grocery shopping. Hey, it's Zoe here with you on Real FM. And as someone who has recently become a real proper adult, you know, I'm working a full-time job. I've got some side hustles. I'm not in college anymore. I've been married for about a year and a half. I've got two cats. I go to church. Like, I, I got all the things going on. And it feels like I'm juggling a zillion things. And as much as I love cooking and baking, it's like some of my favorite hobbies, so relaxing and fun and I love being creative in the kitchen it has hindered me because because I want to be creative and because I like being in the kitchen I was ending up spending like an hour or two in the kitchen almost every single night slaving away making amazing meals because I like look at Pinterest too much you know what I mean and I've been exhausted and I've been trying to figure out okay this needs to stop this needs to change trying to get my husband to cook a bit more take the burden off my plate and and it's just been rough right trying to figure out how to eat healthy how to cook at home and I had this epiphany going to the grocery store trying to you know save money and grab just very simple ingredients and try to be simple not go over the top and I came across a box of mac and cheese and it costs like a little more than a dollar and I realized in that moment that I don't need to have a Pinterest dinner every single night. And I felt like this weight come off of me. The bonds were released. I was free to accept that I could just have mac and cheese like for dinner, that that was okay. And I don't know why, like that's just my personality or that's who I am or if you also need to hear this, but just throwing this out into the universe, we don't need to have Pinterest-worthy dinners every night. We just need to eat tasty dinners every single night, or at least somewhat nutritious, somewhat. (laughs) Kara, at my house this weekend, a rather extravagant tea party 
took place. Oh. Uh, not because of me. Okay. I'll just clarify right <laughs> just off the to top. <laughs> uh, but there were fancy dresses and hats and oh. lots of 12 year old girls. Oh, that's so fun. It's my daughter's birthday party. That's amazing. And they were having a really, really good time. Yeah. Uh, they made like a really fancy tea party. They were all dressed up. Oh, I love it. Had a super awesome time. Yes. My role at the tea party uh-huh. was to keep the uh, four year old son uh. entertained. And not sabotaging <laughs> the 12-year-old girl tea party. Which is a, a high calling It right is. There. It is important. Yeah. Now, I thought, honestly, this was going to be relatively simple. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, who wants to hang out with a bunch of girls yeah. and their froofy dresses and hats right. anyway when you're a four-year-old boy, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. So I was like, hey, buddy, let's like go into the other room. We can play some like Nintendo together or something. Yeah. Just hang out. And he was surprisingly kind of devastated by this. Oh, no! He really wanted to be involved in the tea party. Oh, that's so sad. And I was like, why, buddy? Like, I thought you would really want to come in here and play video games with me and yeah. have some father-son time. Right. You know, so what is it? And he was like, I'm just afraid that if we go in there and I'm not at the tea party, I won't get any cake. <laughs> I was like, aha! Ah, the truth. Now I understand. <laughs> we'll bring some cake with us. How about yes. that? And he was like, okay, great. Let's Everything's go. Everything's fine. Everything was good. Yep. I'm just going to throw this out here, but if you're struggling with your faith, personally, I think that's okay. I think that's normal. I think it's a part of the journey, the faith journey, to wrestle a bit with God. I have personally, it's kind of like a, hey, you there? You exist? You you, you present in my life? Oh, okay, you are. Ah, I see. <laughs> and on and on it goes. He shows up in crazy ways that we might not have imagined, and I think that's just part of the journey. And that's why I love this story about a college student named Kyle. He wrote this beautiful story on Facebook and shared it with the world and wanted you to hear just a tiny piece of it. Kind of the whole summary is that Kyle was a college student. He was really struggling with his faith, not sure if he really wanted to be a Christian, but then he started to try and take it more seriously. He was going to church, he was reading his Bible, and one day he was in a bookstore waiting for a professor, not as college students do. He's reading his Bible and he just had this feeling. And this is like how every story goes when you realize in hindsight that it was totally the Holy Spirit. He had this feeling that he should leave his Bible there. And he didn't know why. He was like, I just feel like I got to leave my Bible here. So he left his name in the Bible, the college he was going to, whatever, just a little note, left the Bible there, went to meet up with his professor. And little did he know that a young freshman woman who was working at the bookstore was named Lucy. And she was struggling with her faith. She was struggling with anxiety, depression, all of it. She came across this Bible and she picked it up and she took it home and she started reading it. It became her Bible. She started making notes in there and personalizing it. And she was able, through a mutual connection, get connected to Kyle two years later. And that's how Kyle found out that she was the one who picked up his Bible that he had left two years previously. What a crazy and incredible story. There's a picture of the two of them uh, standing together and her showing off this Bible that she's totally made her own. And that was a testimony to him, a story for him to realize that, you know what? It wasn't until two years later that I saw why God had me put that Bible there. But it just goes to show that God is in everyone's story. He is there. He is present, even if we don't fully see it yet. If you think about the phrase, I've got this under control or so-and-so, oh yeah, they've got that under control. Hmm. It sounds like a good thing, like something that, you know, good, respectable grown-ups do. Yeah. But when you kind of take a step back and look at your life... 
trying to control everything is actually really exhausting. That's true. <laughs> and yet we're all trying to do that, mm. I feel like, all the time, just trying to keep everything under control. Yeah, so true. And I came across an interesting perspective about this this week, and, it, it, and I've been thinking about it on my own as well. But this line from KJ Ramsey from A Prayer caught my attention. She said, I pray that you will approach your life with curiosity rather than control. Mm. And I thought, wow, that is a really, really different approach. When I think about curiosity, I think about kids, right? Yeah. They're curious about everything. Mm -hmm. Like you have a three, four year old right Mm -hmm. now. And I imagine he does a lot of question asking, a lot of pointing and like everywhere you go, like, what's that? What's this? Why is that that way? Mm -hmm. You know, that's just- How does that work? What is this thing? Right. Everything is just like wonder to them. They just look around at the world and it's filled with wonder. Mm. And I feel like as a grown-up, I've lost a lot of that. Yeah. And I wonder how different life might feel if I were to approach the people and the problems around me with a with a posture of curiosity instead of control. Yeah, interesting. Don't you feel like it? I feel like it would feel less urgent. Like I, w- I would feel less like I need to control people. Right. If I was more curious. Not about, like trying to accomplish something or get like a specific thing done. I just yeah. want to know more about you or this right. thing or this topic. Or... Yeah. Like I wonder why that's the way that is. And I mm. wonder why they responded that way. Yeah. I wonder why this thing is happening. I wonder how else I could look at this problem in my life. It's just something I've been thinking about. Curiosity instead of control. Have you ever heard of an Aldi? An Aldi is a grocery store alternative to those normal grocery stores, you know, like a Walmart. Instead of going there, you can go into the magical world of Aldi. I don't know. I might just think they're magical because they were such a phenomenon when I was a kid growing up. They were super new. The idea of taking a quarter, going up to the cart, putting the quarter in, and then you take the cart into the store. And when you're done in the store, you take the cart back to the cart rack, and then you get your quarter back. Ingenious and super cool as a kid to be like, oh, I can deposit a quarter and get it back if I'm good and bring the cart where it's supposed to go. I don't know. It's the silly things you latch onto when you're a kid. But the cool thing about Aldi is they're small and they're fast. You get in, you get out, and the cashiers are wicked fast. Aldi, I think, originates somewhere from Europe. It's like, I think, a German-based company, and I guess the Germans are just very effective. They're very efficient and fast to go boom, 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 boom. And very low prices, very good pricing, right? Well, a woman in the UK, she was having a really hard time. She had lost someone she loved, like was battling an illness. Not not good things were going on in her world, right? She had gone to Aldi in the UK to grab some things. And I can relate to this. She forgot her bank card. She forgot the money that she was going to need to pay for her groceries. And oh, it's super embarrassing when you're in that moment. You're like, oh, I forgot my wallet, forgot my purse, whatever it is, right? Well, one of the Aldi cashiers, the woman who was helping the gal who forgot her card, she was like, you know what? I got it. I got you. And she paid for the remainder of the groceries. Uh, And that just like blew this woman away. She's like, oh my gosh, I just couldn't even react. I didn't even, I don't even know if I said thank you to her. I was just in shock. And like that emphasizes even more like my love for Aldi, obviously. Like, yeah, let's go Aldi. Awesome, but then also reiterates the importance of kind acts and helping one another out when, you know, someone's struggling. We gotta be there for each other.
Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. Rewind.